<laughs> that was the best introduction we've ever had on our okay, podcast. Fantastic. Also, the only introduction we've ever yes. had on our podcast. Well, now we have to have my roof introduced. Today, we're going to be talking about Reader's Advisory, which is volume seven. So we are well over the hump, such as it is, is of our books out of 11. Seven books out of 11. Okay. Um, we're going to start with the cover. One of my favorite covers. I think I always say that, but it's one of my favorite covers. Uh, Dewey is a weatherman, in case that wasn't like totally clear. I love the I love the low fat low carb cookbooks. Yes, at the bottom. They're at war. They've created a hurricane. Uh, I love that vampire romance. We took a while to get the bats and the hearts right, and Teen Ox is reading. I, I love pretty much everything about this. Oh, is that what that says? Yep. Okay. And tree hugging. Don't forget the tree hugging and the little recycle symbol oh. on the left. It's hard to read. Okay. Yeah. On the inside is pictures of, of one of my dogs, Maggie, and then Jane's cats who are still around. They're still trying to claw my legs into ribbons. Maple and Tokyo. Uh-huh. And uh, the little... I, I guess I had just gotten them. When, when, when do we put this out? 2009. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That, so uh, that was six years ago. We wrote that you were not a cat person, but I think it's fair to say that now you are a cat person. Well, we went to the, we went to the store to get uh, one cat and came back with two uh-huh. to the cat... Paws Cat City in Seattle. Maple is awesome. She was an adult when we got her, and... Tokyo, the little orange cat, which you can't tell he's orange here, he is not awesome. He is a box full of dumb. Yeah. And uh, it turns out buying a cat that's stoned when you buy him <laughs> is not a good way to assess the cat's personality. Um, How is he stoned? Because he had just been uh, neutered that day. Oh, and so, so he was, had him on he was, he was a kitten was on, on painkillers, yeah. Oh, he was nice. on Oxy, and it was not, not, not good. Not nice. good. So he's, he's, he's a little mean and kind of dumb. But we, we thought we lost him last week, and I was a little upset. Oh, really? so I'm surprised. I didn't, know, I didn't know it was that close. Huh? You thought you lost him? Lost him? Like he'd gone somewhere? Well, he had gone outside and had, okay. ne- had never come in. And here's the thing. Nobody realized he had been gone for 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> so you can quite decide how to feel about this, this potential well, loss. No, we panicked when we found out that yeah. he, had, he had been outside for two Because he, he goes outside for like, like two seconds and runs uh-huh. back inside because he's afraid of the traffic. It's kind of like that with your second child. Is it? Yeah, sometimes like, you forget you even have it. Oh, wait, where's, the, where's that kid? Forward by our friend David Malky. Dave Malky? Yeah, that was very kind of him. Still doing good stuff? Yes. Uh, a million different things. He's, he worked much harder than we do. I think it's fair to say that almost everybody does. Wondermark. Go look at Wondermark. And many other things. All right, we're going to dive in here on page six. Page six, here we are. I like the top strip. Yep. The self-help books. Yep. Every time, after I figure out this line, every time somebody came in for self-help books... I just wanted to, you say, wanted to say I wanted to say that to if him. I told you it would defeat the purpose and I, and, and I want somebody out there to do it okay sometime J- just give it a shot and if you can covertly record it and send us that all the better yes yeah. that'd be better the third strip is I must have been watching uh, one of those scared straight videos probably on the USA network back when I still had cable and um, you know scared straight you know what it is, I do right? all these kids in prison and I just started thinking like what if they what if they sent a kid to the library to, to scare to, to do what? To scare him. To scare them into what? To scare him, man. Scare him straight. Just to scare them. Scare him straight. Okay. So, so you offer him something to read and he just panics. I love it. Page seven, I really, I really love this whole sequence of Dewey kind of not knowing what to do with a child. And this is great because Dewey doesn't have a child yet, so he, he kind of lacks this basic knowledge, which I think you and I have picked up over the years, and I'm still not sure I'm very good at it. I'm still terrible at when a kid draws something and they want, do you love it? I'm like, I love that so much. And then they yeah. want to know if you know what it is. Yeah. And that's the worst moment in the yes. world, right? Yes. I'm like, what? because you have to preempt it now. Like, I guess my only smarts are, I'm now like, 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 oh, what is that, right? That looks awesome. Yeah. What is that? And before they can think about it, you have to, you have to get that question in there. Yeah. And then the kid will go, it's a dragon. And then you're like, 
that's an amazing dragon, right? And and now somehow you've short circuited the whole thing because the kid doesn't expect it. It can go either way though, because sometimes they don't know what it is either. Uh, but then you got to lead them. You got to be very sensitive. To I think that. you're right. We should just outlaw children. Yep. Yep. Page eight. Page eight. A manager who I knew a little bit, and she knew I did the strip by this point, came to me and and said that people were always asking for shorter library card numbers. So this whole sequence like made us buds, which was which was a good investment. She's an, she's an amazing <laughs> lady. I, I also wish they were shorter. Mine, mine sort of drifts in and out of my memory because it's really quite long. Well, she especially liked the shorter library card number where he, where he cuts it in half there, yep. the third one. That was her favorite. And and I think that would actually still work with most library systems as long as they input the code right. And the thing is, like like the library that I had, there's no the library that I worked for, there's no reason you can't just have a super short card number. It's just that everybody can't have a super short card number. You know I what suppose. I mean? Well, that's And, and that's the, uh, and the thing at the bottom, the vanity library card. Right. Yeah. Well, but I mean, you could you could literally go to the library card field and type in any number you wanted. I mean, you couldn't scan the thing at that point, right? Oh, I see. But but you could, yeah, you could yeah. type in anything yeah. you wanted, and as long as it wasn't duplicated in the yeah, system. Yeah, like this is my birthday. It would work, yeah. right? And so so why not? I, I want to say at the bottom of page eight, where it, it turns out that there's an aftermarket for library card numbers, because Merv apparently has a whole a whole pile of them. I think that that's great restraint on our part. We didn't turn it into a whole sequence where Merv has it. Like, it's not that funny. It's um it's great that there's just one panel. We sort of, we, we sort of drop it in and we go. That's it's it. nice of us not to stretch out a joke unnecessarily. I think on page nine, I must have been watching the OJ trial. For which one? The woman's claiming that the woman's uh, claiming that that she doesn't know anything about the bite mark on the book. Oh, number three. So Dewey Dewey has her uh, put the book in her mouth. That's right. And Mel wanders by. If the book does not fit, you must quit. Yes. Uh, I love love the one on top of page nine with Tamara talking about how she memorizes things. Each digit is a child, and they're playing together under a rainbow. Odds number, even number, primes. When it's time to check out my books, I just ask them to line up, and they do. Like, that's so beautiful, and I'm just going to assume you wrote that whole thing. Uh, that, that is, sometimes I think Tamara's our most amazing creation. I think, I think I need to hang out with children's librarians more. Yeah. You know, I think, I think if I, I they, just They do exist that. in a different world than us. They and do. it's a beautiful world. That's, that's the wonderful thing about it. I need to go to, I need to, go to some kind of... So why librarians exist in a post-nuclear apocalypse? But no, the children's librarians, yeah, the, sunshine... The, the why librarians are often like us against everybody else, or it's like, it's like me against everybody else, right? Yeah. But the children's librarians, I, it can't all be sunshine. I mean, there yeah. must be must be large amounts of wine. Well, I know for a fact there are large amounts of wine. But page bottom page ten, Star Trek reference. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. I can well, only imagine we've used that before in the strip. We have. Okay. I, I, I love I love the sequence because Mel kind of overtly says that they have to do whatever makes people happy. Right? And then they start doing it. Yeah. And it, just, it just totally backfires on her. It's it's rare when she goes as as broad as that. Well, but I think we've been working up to it for a while. It's yeah. just, it just kind of worked. It is sort of the, the, the uh, logical extension of everything she's ever done or thought. And my favorite my favorite is the top of 11, where Colleen basically can't tell the guy the truth about when the book will be in, <laughs> because it would hurt his feelings. <laughs> and she reminds him that everybody loves surprises. Yes. I love that. Like, like, that's, exactly, that's exactly how everything would, would, would turn into uh, The third strip on 11, once again we go to the stereotype of the old lady, sort of, who would love the young, attractive librarian to talk to her, and I, I'm just going to stick with it because it's funny. What's her name again? Um, Matilda. Matilda. Matilda right. Lal, we've decided is her last name. A little old lady. I can think it was Madeline, but okay. I'm, I'm, I'm good with either of those. All right. It's also possible that there are several and they all look exactly the same. It's, it's possible. But page 12? Yes. Uh, the mother and son are back. We don't see the mother and son very much these days. I guess the kid would be kind of grown. That's what everybody in the library. Well, I don't know. Merv's the same age he's always been. That's true. That's a joke. I'm not sure we can keep hitting that often, but it's still, yeah, it's still I, I, entertaining. I, I just love them. I, I love them every time I see them. Every time they, they appear. To be fair, you have written quite a few mother and son jokes, and I think they've just never quite made it in. 
Maybe because it's only a joke, you can hit so many times. I'm not sure. I think you mean you hate me. That's what you're saying. I, I I've made that as obvious as I possibly okay. can. All right. Like, really, what more can I say? I, I just I just like this one so much because they don't have the book he wants and they won't even tell Dewey what's going on. Like like basically basically they're just like they're preempting. They're, they're in their own little world. Right? They're sort of talking to each other. They've been disappointed so many times. Yeah. Page thirteen, and the second strip is the second time Dewey has used trivia contests to apportion library uh, resources. What was that game called? Oh, Dance Dance Revolution. That's what it was called. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but apparently that's the tiebreaker, uh, because it started off with the Magnum PI trivia quiz. I remember, just like like I wonder if the the DDR craze must be over now, right? I mean, libraries libraries can't be having Dance Dance Revolution. I mean, they went to like the band games for a while, and now they're just doing game games. Well, I think. do you know do you know the sort of um, the the coastal theory of new things, which is coastal new theory. things start on the coast. They start either on the east in our country, the east coast or the west coast, and they kind of migrate towards the center of the country. And so when something is long past, like new here, it's just hitting uh, Wisconsin. I don't think that's true. Is that true? I'm, I'm just passing this on. I found it to be true in large, in, in many ways. I've been to Wisconsin once, and all I can say is it was cutting edge. And they still scary. don't have Dance Dance Revolution. They're yeah, waiting, though. They're excited. Coming, it's yeah. coming. Sorry, Wisconsin people. It's just a theory. Matilda? Yes. Matilda at the bottom of 13 again? Yes. You're right. You've, yeah, you've yeah. correctly identified one of our characters. Have I? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> You you like it's it's this thing now. You name her every time you see her. You're like, I know her name. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what her name is. Okay. <laughs> this is I haven't heard I haven't heard like an old person say, I feel like I've stepped into the future for a long time. But I feel like when I'm finally old, I'm gonna just walk around saying that all the time. Page fifteen, another another wonderful tomorrow moment on the third strip where a guy actually touches her. And then so she, of course, throws him using her Aikido, and she says, I wish that it worked out differently. Like, that's, that's so great. I love it. We make her very violent. <clears throat> no, I don't think she's violent. We do make her very violent. I, I disagree. She's throwing it over her shoulder? Yes. It's not violent? No, I think a person who's just, like, going around and beating up people is violent. I think, I think in this case, she's actually in the midst of a, a minor sexual assault, and she's dealing with it. She's our Steven Seagal. She's, she's about to become a law person. Okay. Tomorrow, I'm totally cool with that. Cold, cold, lawman. Totally cool with that. Uh, on fifteen, I like the. Uh, Pretty sure it'd be a law person. I like the guy who's angry at Dewey's attitude. You just keep turning that page. Look at you. You're, you're, I'm way ahead of you. I'm on. in the future. No, no, no. We're not. We're not rushing. I feel stuff. like I'm living in the Bill, future. Bill, there's no need to rush. I feel like I'm living in the future. That's great. You, you're, you're begging to use that line. You wanted I'm, to use that line. I'm not old yet. <sighs> you're supposed to say. Only because you've been living in the past. There we go. Uh, so page fifteen. I remember page fifteen. Remember page fifteen? It was a while. We were there a minute ago. Yeah. The old man uh, in the second one complaining to Dewey about his tone. What do you like? When he recommended a book, I don't know. Like, like, like there, there is something. There's something about the way you make people mad over time, or just irritate them, because you kind of, you kind of, you, you try not to present yourself as knowing everything, but they come in and they. You're want saying you, but you're clearly talking about yourself. I am. Okay. I am. No, no, but 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 you can you can really, ultimately irritate someone because you know too much. You know what I mean? Especially if they come in over and over and over again. And I mean, that's the that's the thing is that you are you are you are overtly in position of knowing more than people about stuff, or at least this position where you you know more or you know how to know more. Right. They're coming to you like like it's a one up position. And they're and they're but I think they resent that. 
but, but you, you try not to be one up about it at all, and I think you succeed about not being one up about it all. About it at all. But people still like like librarians do by and large. But people still read that into it. It's very strange. And that's more about them than it's about you. No, it totally is. But but there's almost no way to overcome it. Yeah, it's very. Yeah, I mean, very, essentially, very they're defensive. Like I'm coming and ask you a question, but I'm feeling defensive because I'm coming to ask you a question. I have to. Admit, like, what can you do with that? Well, it, it's kind of like that. I have to admit that I'm an idiot to ask you this question. But like, that's not true. You know what I mean? You just need you just need help with the question. It's not a big deal. You but, just have to admit that you don't know the answer to this question. Like, it's yeah. okay. Yeah. Like, like, I also don't know the answer to it. I'm going to find it, though. You know? Yeah, but I think a lot of people have it. And I, I was reflecting on this the other day, but um, when Sarah was pregnant with Theo, that I was wondering whether I could be a good dad because I didn't know the answers to everything. And I kind of had this feeling like my mom did have the answers to everything when I was growing up for a long, long time. Like, I could go to my, ask my mom and ask questions, and she would know the answer to everything. And you realize she was just making it up? You know, my mom is pretty well read, and I think she was making it up. And you know, she was an adult, and I was a kid. She really did know more about me for a long time, and then at some point she didn't. But apparently, the the lesson was that sort of the goal is to know everything. My and I, I think she did not mind that 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 sense I had about her. My, my parents, my parents never had the answers to anything unless it was about cars or shopping. Yeah, well, that was it. So if you wanted to buy a car, they'd be the perfect people. Oh yes, well, my father. <laughs> Pay full price. Pay more than full price. Cars, beer, or shopping. I'm on page 16. And this is the one with the librarians. See, now we follow that up brilliantly with a sequence about librarians not knowing everything. That's see, true. See, see, Dewey doesn't nice know. Nice segue. Yeah, right? So Dewey doesn't know the answer, so they, try, they get an online tutoring service. So we got into a little bit of hot water with our readers over this one because we timed the sequence. We, 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 had, we had had this idea for the homework help thing, and then the good folks at Tutor.com wanted to sponsor the strip. And we're like, I know. We'll have them sponsor the week where we're talking about the thing they do. Now, this is not about Tutor.com. It's kind of generically about it, and mostly it's making fun of it. But people, this is as close as we ever got in people's eyes to product placement. They really, they really felt we had crossed some line about I, endorsing I, a service. I barely remember that now that you, yeah. you mentioned that. It was not a big deal, but it was a, it was a deal. Huh. I, I felt like, I mean, we never did it again. We sort of learned a lesson from that one. Well, we're never doing that again. My favorite moment is when Mel says it frees us to do what, what we're trained to do, and then the guy comes up and asks for toilet paper. Yeah, toilet paper. That's, That's beautiful. Nice. It's beautiful. 17, the second strip. Yeah. The woman's complaining about homework help, and, and she's, she's complaining, do, doing this thing that we often encounter where she's yes. complaining on the behalf of people who are not her. Right. But she's dreaming up every hypothetical I scenario. I insist you cater to every hypothetical scenario I can dream up. That's about I it. I love her. We need to bring her back in. Every time we get a letter complaining about something. We'll just, we'll just send them to that. We'll just, we'll just yeah. Uh, at the bottom of 17, this is, this is maybe the second or third time now that, that Merv has essentially used, used the violence of video games to continue playing on. The th there's some sort of threat. There's some sort of odd threat there. That he uses. And here he's using it against the nasty lady, so who cares? Yeah. yeah. Top of 18. Okay. Just have always wanted to do this, have never done it, have, have never just quite like taken responsibility for something I actually wrecked. No, that's nice. And I, I've, I've, I've fried a few computers in the library in my time. I'm not naming names or computer <laughs> numbers. <laughs> I think it's odd. We, um, we brought in a lawyer at the bottom of page 18 to represent the library. And up to this point, heretofore, whenever they needed a library, it was Ned. Needed and here a lawyer, we brought needed, in needed a, lawyer. needed a lawyer. Sorry, it was Ned. When they need a library bill, they just go to the library because they work there. <sighs> I still didn't understand that. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a little odd. Like it's kind of nice we introduce a character. Of course, we never see him again. I, I think maybe it wouldn't have worked <clears throat> with Ned in this situation, but I don't know why we did that. I think we were stoned. We had just had a surgery. That's probably on a caffeine painkillers. Caffeine lull. Painkillers. Page nineteen, the third one. Yeah. I love. I love the third strip. The the one upness of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Where we're just talking about how bad things get with the patrons, and buddy, buddy always wins. In the in the world of software, the version of this is everybody 
everybody talking about the most primitive computer they ever used. Like it starts off with, you know, I used an IBM PC and like, IBM PC, I had Apple II, and then somebody did card punches. Yeah, so that's that's the one-upmanship that can goes you, there. Can you go back to, like, what do you go to back from card punches? Uh, a difference engine? I used a difference can, engine one yeah, time? Yeah, I, I remember that back in the days with Babbage. I was hanging out with Ada and Babbage. Okay. And then is, is that buddy collecting money at the end? Where? On 19? Is he, just, is he raking in the cash? Do they all have cash down? Oh, it does look like cash. It's sort of like poker. How unrealistic is that? Librarians, <laughs> librarians with cash? Librarians doesn't, with money. That doesn't happen. Where they even get that? Come on. I have something on 21. You don't like 20? You don't, I, I like the sequence on 20. Where, just because I, I don't talk about a page doesn't mean I don't like it. It means I don't have anything to say about it. Well. I'm trying not to just say something about everything. I'm trying to reserve it for the things I have something to say about. I, I just like that, I like that Dewey has free reign to get the kid interested in anything. And even the filth doesn't interest the kid. Like, yeah. like finally, finally we're at my nightmare patron. I have to say, I totally forgotten about the sequence. And then I read it, and it like the turn, the reveal on the top of page twenty-one was yeah. a huge surprise to me, and I, I thought it was very effective. Like, what is it about this kid who doesn't read, and why are we talking about him? And then it turns out, and it, and here's the spoiler for those of you not reading the book along: it's because he's actually a writer. <laughs> why do we call it Mervyn Peak? No, <laughs> that's a person. I I know, but why? But like you, Merv you used it. It was your Did name. I? I'd never even heard of that person. He's a, he's a fantasy writer, like a very long-winded fantasy writer. I think okay. I was trying to record recall the uh, Aragon books a little bit, but. Ah. Okay. With the kid. Let's appreciate the top page 21 in that same strip, the physical impossibility of what Dewey is doing with his thumbs in the middle panel. Like, I don't know, he's squeezing his elbows together and his <laughs> thumbs are going around. What about the silhouette? I, I still have last, so much to learn. The silhouette on the last panel, Dewey suddenly has this giant, like, hook nose. It's not a hook nose, but it's pointing in the wrong direction. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, then, then we have the volunteer lady who comes in and wants to uh, answer reference questions. Yes. And she's upset when she has to wash books and stuff. Yes. I love this. This, this, is, this is often the case. Okay. People came in, they thought they were going to get to volunteer to do our jobs at the, at the reference <laughs> desk. And, uh, wait, wait, you mean the volunteers thought they were going to get to do your jobs? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That, that's what people thought they were volunteering to do. Whereas oh, that, yeah. whereas I, actually, I've always wanted to be a librarian. Whereas actually what they would do is uh, pick, up, pick up garbage and wash books, like literally physically wash books. Wow. It was just uh, because the books are covered in plastic and you can wash them? No, even some of the ones that aren't covered in plastic, because they just get filthy. Right? I they guess you could just take They get filthy from Peter handling. Yeah, a little yeah. scrub, little scrubby, and some yeah. some cleanser like uh, those wipes, those kind of Clorox wipes, right? Yeah, yeah, it was very interesting. And and you would just see, you would just see that like it was so hard to get a volunteer that would stick around. <laughs> you know, you get people who begrudgingly sit there and just waste your time, and you like you could accomplish more. But then, but I think there are people who volunteer in libraries for years, right? There, there are. That's what I mean. Like those people are few and far between to mm. me. Like it's very hard to find somebody who will consistently come in and do what needs to be done. Yeah, that's not because they're not allowed. Like where I worked, they're not allowed to take away work from somebody who could be paid for it. Yeah. So they can't even shelve. Oh. Right. So th I mean, they can they can kind of shelve. It's nice that the sometimes. library is a make work program, the Full Employment Act. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. But what's 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 equally strange is a lot of libraries will use volunteers who were former librarians in the way they would use librarians, mm. but not at the reference desk, but kind of like out there weeding, kind of yeah. doing a few things here and there yeah, because they know they can do it. It's a little surreptitious, but yep. yeah. Page twenty three, second strip. Oh yeah, one of my favorites. We use that in surviving the public. The nasty lady. I insulted you, man up. Man up. Yep. Oh, this is killing them with kindness, and still my favorite thing about this trip is is I love that Dewey has a pre... Like, it, it, he keeps a pot of chamomile tea warm, available, has been doing it for years, just for this opportunity. So... That's your read on that. That's how, that's how he plans ahead. And then, and then at the bottom of 23, another moment you like? I do. Of course, it's Randy. It Who's Randy. this smoldering hotbed of passion? It is Randy. Ah, uh, Randy's the best. Randy. Well, I guess while we're loving that page, I will say that the third strip on page 23 is pretty funny because 
Tamara's trying to figure out, is it not enough coffee? Is it too much coffee? Is it possible it's not enough coffee? And Mel's like, please take this seriously. Page 24. This must have been the time when I was trying to learn to ride a skateboard again with my daughter. Well, it might be. Um, but I also got a skateboard around. I got, I got my ripstick around this time. No, I think, you were, I think that was after this. Oh, if you say so. I mean, I, mean, I, I got all... As, I, as we all know, the key to improvisation is not to disagree with each other. So no matter... No matter how stupid and obviously you're wrong. wrong what you're, you're wrong. saying, I'm going to agree with you. I never could ride that ripstick, though. I, I got a ripstick one year. Did you give it to me, or did my sister give it to me? I did not give it to you. Oh, that is, the, that is like I, the I worst. Would not, I would not set you up for that level of injury. That is the worst possible invention. I, what is that thing called where it's got, the, uh, it's got three wheels? It's kind of like a, a, a push scooter. I don't know. But it's got three wheels, and you stand on it and just kind of move your butt, uh -huh. and then it goes forward. Have you seen uh -huh. that? It's, it's like it. I mean, it's using the same principle as the ripstick. Yeah, yeah. It's a caster board of some kind. I saw I saw a guy on that the other day uh, on Capitol Hill in Seattle, and I just laughed. He was flying though; it was just insane. Page, page twenty four. Let's let's appreciate my artwork in two different ways. One is that <laughs> I did a pretty nice job of of like the costume and the skateboarding. Like I did, especially the third one. You know, it's not perfect, but it's you get a nice sense of motion there. And I really didn't want to draw a skateboard park in the backgrounds, so I did them as silhouettes, as just sort of solid colors, and it works. Like, it really works on the top. You can see the kids. And then Dewey's sort of on a hill, and we give a sense of that. Now you maybe look at it. I'm wondering where Dewey's uh, knee pads went. They just went. They just went. They yeah, just disappeared they that off. third panel. Yeah, th third that's how bad it was. Okay, that's a terrible thanks, craft. Thanks for pointing that out. Uh, well, I just looked at it. I'm like, and what? it's a little creepy in the top, page 25, that Dewey's admiring the cute girl in the skateboard park. But maybe, maybe because, in my mind, Dewey's now a lot older than he probably was then. Like, at this point, he wasn't even married. He didn't have a kid. But now it would just be creepy if I went was to the skate park. Wasn't he married? He was married by now. Uh, is she? Yeah, he's married. Are they? Yeah. No. Yes. Okay, we'll find out, I guess. But also, you're wrong. No. Do you remember what precipitates them getting married? Yes, I do. What? The pregnancy. Yes. Well, I mean, that's what it seems to be. It's the pregnancy. She's not pregnant yet. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen until volume uh, eight. You sure? Pretty sure. All right. I, I did just go through every strip. Oh, no. Have. Actually, volume nine. Really? Volume nine. No. Yes. All right. Because volume nine is the budget sequence, and it ends with Dewey. Volume nine ends with Dewey heading off to the hospital. Keep up. Oh. Keep up, my friend. Wow. Okay. So anyway, there's still boyfriend and girlfriend. It's not as creepy as it could be. Bottom twenty-five. Yes. I'm looking at the bottom twenty-five and waiting for you to say yeah, words. Yes. Make eye contact with people. Uh huh. Uh, I think this is the greeter sequence. The beginning of the greeter sequence, where on twenty-six, I think he's supposed to be more welcoming. Yes. So they go to the mall, and I love the I love the strip on the top of twenty-six. Where the, the the mall greeter? Welcome to Socks and Rocks, where your feet meet concrete. No, no, where she, she says she's so so glad you brought, you brought <laughs> that his your mom, mom in. Brought you in. <laughs> oh, poor Mel. Yes, exactly. Poor that's Mel. a great that's a great Mel strip. Yes. And then I and then I love uh, of course the bottom of twenty six, the classic reference moment. Yes, I apologize for answering the question you asked. Yes, that's perfect, isn't it? Perfect. Sorry. <laughs> Do you like this thing with the the woman who? She's sort of determined to just not like the situation. First, she wants exactly the book that Dewey's reading, and then she. Gets a book and doesn't want Dewey to have his own copy. And I used, I used to get this because I, I I always took um, books out to the reference desk with me. Yeah. Just to have them there and like there were good talking points for people because mm. it's just like a little display. Yeah. It's, it's a more immediate display even than. But it's, a staff it's an active display because you can see a person reading. Well, no, I, I wouldn't read them out there. Oh. I I just kind of brought out what I was reading. So well, I'm, I just happened to be reading this book. Yeah. So people yeah. would talk to me about it. Right. And people would get annoyed that I couldn't give it to them sometimes. Wow. Oh. So I started bringing out things I didn't have checked out that I wasn't reading oh, or that so I had, that I had, that I had actually read. that makes sense. I had read already. I could right? see where it sort of be like taunting them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, there, I'm reading this fantastic book, which you would have to wait six months for. Well, it was, it was so often that when I went into the library and I had to find I had to find books that I knew to recommend to people. Yeah. So I just started kind of preempting that by having two or three from the stacks with me. So, pro tip. Pro tip. 
28. 28. I, I, oh. dis I distinctly remember this, this, this being, there's a bit of a joke in here about the cat maybe being a service cat, because otherwise, why is it in the library? Mm -hmm. And yet, yet another sort of wave of people complaining about us mocking service animals. People really need service animals. Remember this but not from on? anyone with an actual service animal. Do you remember what this is based on? No. It's based on my advisor, who, who I think we shouldn't name right now. Okay. But my, uh, my grad school advisor in library school, yeah. dear woman who we both love, she's great. Yeah, yeah. Now retired, but she was explaining to me with a grin on her face that she had hired a cat psychic to, oh, to, yeah. to figure out what was, wrong, what was wrong with her cat. And then she told me that it wasn't just a cat psychic, the woman was across the country, and she uh -huh. had to call the woman and give right. her several hundred dollars so that the woman could psychically connect with her cat and tell her what was wrong. It makes perfect sense to me. And the crazy thing was, apparently the woman was right. She had yeah. a lot of insight into the cat's behavior. You know, there's so much wrong with cats that I, without ever meeting a cat, can tell you everything wrong with your cat and be right most of the time. Well, I'm like, why, why call that a psychic? Why don't you just call it like a cat consultant? An expert. Yeah, you call up. Yeah. Like, I'm perfectly happy I have happy a lot of that. experience with cats. She's like, well, but, but the woman was a psychic. She's using her psychic powers. And I was like, like, like this and is... And she, let's just be this clear, has a master's degree. Oh, she has a PhD. Oh, she has a PhD. Maybe, maybe two. Advisor? Maybe yes. two. Well, and and uh, she is apparently one of, that's no sign of anything. No, no, no. She is like she is like one of the smartest, most dear, most rational people I know in yeah. my life. Like like one of the when most, it comes to cats, people are stupid. One of the most practical people. Yeah. Like, like I just people get hypnotized. But I have cats. to I have to say because it was her that told me this. I've always wanted to call the cat psychic on my cats. <laughs> just to see. Like my cat Tokyo, he's so dumb, right? Like just in front of the see. book. Like, I want to see what that cat psychic would, but I don't want to pay the money, right? Page twenty nine. Look, look. What do you think the cat wants now? But look, at, look, look at her. Look at Maple. What do you think she wants? She wants us all to die. Really? Yes. Okay. See, I know cats. I know about her. I didn't have to look at her. I already knew that. Wait. Mm, I think she wants to go outside. Well, that's what I think. Whatever. She can wait. Though. I think it could be both. Okay. Page twenty nine. Page twenty nine. You first. Second one. It, it, it's Tamara taking on the really, really rude lady. Mm hmm By kind of ignoring what she's saying Just and responding to what. She should really be saying, right? Exactly. If, if she were exactly. functioning like a normal person, it's beautiful. That should go into, into surviving the public. It's a really nice moment. Maybe. All right. It's a, it's kind of a surreal moment, right? Well, we don't have we don't have like just pretend, right? <laughs> pretend is kind of nice, right? Yeah, pretend. She's not she's not even like assuming the woman intends well. Yeah. We we just sort of have pretend anyway. I just want to say the line at the bottom of 29, cross your heart and hope to die, stick a needle in your eye. We ended up reusing that recently. We did, yeah, yeah. Where someone says, cross your heart and hope to die, and Dewey's like, sure, stick a needle in your eye, I draw the line at hoping to die. <laughs> <laughs> we can enjoy that strip again when we get to it. There we go. 30 is uh, teens working in the library, and 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 I, I love this because... Well, they're not just working, they're moving furniture around. But but that's but like like the best library is set up for that, right? Yeah. They, yeah. The teens kind of move the space around, yeah. or anybody, and, and and kind of collaborate, and then and then they. My wife and I did this at Starbucks the other day. We asked, back, could right? we move some furniture around? And they're like, as long as they move it back when you're done. Yeah, perfect, right? And, and the thing is, like like Mel kind of goes through this whole thing where she's mad that she she tells Dewey to deal with it, and then she tells she's mad that he actually told them not to do that. So she, she right, she says enforce the policies, and when he enforces the policies, she's mad, and then she says, oh, no, you don't need to break the policies, it's fine. Do you remember, remember in Indianapolis, they had those great, um, it was like a pod for... Indianapolis is an amazing library. Yeah. It was a, it was, there's, a, there's a small old Carnegie library, and then essentially a skyscraper they built next to it, and they connected oh, them. An opera and so it's house, kind of the best, right? in the, yeah, the best of the old and the new. But, but in the new part, they had this pod on wheels, that was the book club oh, right, pod, right, right. remember? And it's, 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 it's like your whole your whole book club could be in there at this yeah. table, at, at, and like it's like a picnic table. It's like kind of got a little and it could move around a little. And walls. Yeah, you could all Fred Flintstone that thing like <laughs> you're in a library while you're while you're doing your book club. I love that so much. Oh, and uh, thirty one. We have we have a great a great reference. It's going to become timely again soon. I think, given the DC universe and the way it's coming on TV. Is Plastic Man coming back? Well, Ralph Dibby, Ed O'Neill, or Eel O'Brien. Yeah, mm -hmm. Ed O'Neill. <laughs> Ed O'Neill, Plastic yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> no. Whoops. 
Yes. He'd be good at that, actually. There was there was a Ralph Dibney uh, reference in the Flash the other day. I was oh, watching season okay. one. Yeah. And they referenced him as being one of the people who was affected by the big explosion that, ch- that transformed. Oh, so they the Flash. have they have a, a reason for, for for lots of mutation or whatever. All the metahumans, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's exciting. So I'm waiting. I'm still waiting for uh, Elongated Man to appear. So top of thirty-two, a new author name I'd forgotten we ever made is uh-huh. uh, Marty Mimmelman. <laughs> it really Which, violates. It violates our, our process for author it, names. It does. Normally they're food. They're food based. Well, they're sauce, right? Yeah. Did we decide it's 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 a sauce? I don't know. That may be overly specific. An, an, an Italian artist and Raphael a Raphael Marinara. Well, this is, this is the obnoxious guy who wants his books in the library. And right. So, will so, not take no for an answer. Yeah. Which is, I, I just feel like I'm, I'm really just a step away from being this person. <laughs> right. Hi, you should totally have my books in your library. Uh, I've, I've gone into bookstores and said they should stock my books, and so it's just one step away. I think that, I think that every library has a list of these people whose books never to buy. <laughs> a blacklist? Well, I, I, think, I think when somebody in the order department orders one, like a big, a big red <laughs> goes on, and then they, they back away. It's kind of like Operation, you know? Page 33. I'm, I'm really enjoying Tamara today, so I'm really enjoying the third strip, second panel, where uh, Tamara's describing something happened, and she says, One little angel had very busy hands. And Mel needs to go to Buddy for the translation, which is every time she turned the page, Billy punched a four-year-old. Nice. Oh, and Mulville Library 3000 BC. Good for us for returning to that. That's right. 34 is, oh, this is the uh, safety drill, or the alarm going uh-huh. off. We don't, we don't quite know what the alarm is. Nobody will ever leave the library yeah. when the alarm goes off. Yeah. Yeah. True fact. True fact. I'm not sure how interesting it is anymore. True fact. Another wonderful tomorrow moment on 35. I guess we can't always be who we want to be. I love her. I love her today so much. I would marry her right now on the spot. Where are you, where are you talking about? The second strip on page 35. Third panel. Oh, third. You can do it. You can do it. You're getting there. Yes, no, yes. Oh, there it is. There we go. Well All done. Right. All right. Well All done right. for following nice. simple instructions. I love I love the bottom of 35. Oh, the, the Schrodinger's catalog. That was a very popular strip. That went big. I think we nailed that joke. Yeah, we should. I, I remember you and I struggled over a little while, and then it all came together. Not certain that it's there or not there, and that ties into that. What's that book we just read? That we just read? Yeah, the one that that takes. Oh takes yeah, a person yeah. And puts them in the quantum. I already universe. can't remember what it's called. <laughs> Dark matter. That's what it's called. Okay. Dark matter. It was a fantastic okay. book. Good. Yes. Not out yet. No, it's not. It's an alternate universe book. It one of great. one of many. It is great though. Fantastic read. Page thirty-seven. The third strip is um, we we actually, we talk about hot potato once in a while. We come back to it, and I'd forgotten about this particular strip. And this one is, is a girl who has a very low tolerance for crap reading, or has read all the books already in the summer reading prize. Yeah, she's read like seventy-five books in the in the summer reading program. Actually, more than that. And now she she gets to pick a book that she's going to take home. I guess mm-hmm. that's sort of the prize, and is all just crap. I think that's a, that's the most David Mamet uh, line we've ever read. You got a great vocabulary. Thanks, I found it in a cereal box. Thanks, I found it in a cereal box. That's You're great. Right. That's great. You're right. I, I see Rebecca Pigeon like like Absolutely. delivering that line in, in the in the uh, Marvel movie. Absolutely. All right, thirty-eight. This one, this oh, one yeah. still sort of bothers me because it is like it's just well, it, it is intentionally sort of creepy. Like, it, was, it was based on it was based on a story. This is the top top, okay. of, top of thirty-eight. It was based on a story a lady sent in who said. I wish I could put a sticker like this mm. on the back of a kid when the parents are just totally ignoring them. And the nice thing is about our fictional comic strip is we got to play we in the universe do and do stuff like that. Yep. And and it is sort of a really creepy thing to do, but the point is to remind them that even creepier things could happen. And I guess I could see why you wouldn't do it in real life. But. We, had, we had a lot of people ask us if we would make those stickers yeah. after this came out. Jeez. Which is a little scary. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just like... I think if somebody did it to my kid, I would feel pretty much the same way as this parent, even if I were doing a good job. Yeah. And then you go back and start using the internet again and ignore your kid? It, pretty much. Okay. I, think, I think it's fair to say that I would do that. All right. 
40 is, what is it, annual performance review oh, week. Oh, yeah. And Mel's going to stick it to Dewey, but nobody will say anything bad, bad about him. And why is that? I was, I was sort of looking over this and just trying to decide if I agree with this, but I think it's basically true, right? Yeah. Like even, even the lady who hates him says he's no worse than the rest of you, not that that's saying much. Well, I, think, I think what's unstated here is that even Mel won't say anything bad about him, mm. right? Like, like, it's like, like Mel's trying to gather consensus and she can't. It's, it's just too much trouble. <laughs> it's just, ultimately, it's just too much trouble. Well, and I, think, I think Dewey does a nice job of not of plausible deniability and not leaving a paper trail. Like, he never, he, yeah. he very seldom does anything that's really wrong. I buy now. And I, I love Merv's line on 40. I couldn't ask for a better unindicted co-conspirator. Yes. Yeah, a little Walgate, Watergate uh, callback nice. there. Nice, 41, one of, one of the best, like, one strip synopses of intellectual freedom I've ever seen. The third one that we've ever put out there. I can't you shouldn't have to look at this? Now you don't have to look at it yet. I shouldn't have to look at it. And you close the book. Now you don't have to look at it. Right? Beautiful. Perfect. Yep. That's all you need. That is also the sort of people complaining about a theoretical situation. Yes. I might find it again. I might find it again. Four, oh, right, and, and that leads into Bland Books Week, which I loved. Yeah. We just, like, I, don't, I don't know where to go with Band Books Week anymore sometimes. I mean, yeah, we, I think, well, I think this week's Band Patrons Week is a pretty band good Band Patrons Week was a good, was a good place to go. 42, 43, uh, this was a true story somebody sent in. Oh, is that true? Yeah, oh. where uh, the police would use the library to hide the drug samples when they were training the dogs to sniff oh. out drugs. And then they lost them. And then they, they, lost, they lost the sample. They couldn't find it in the library, and they had to tear the library apart. Which is pretty funny, because otherwise, like, somebody's going to find a little special gift yes. in the library. Yes. Well, you, well the funny thing the is... The police never have the good stuff. You find those special gifts all the time anyway, so <laughs> that's what I don't understand here. 44? 44. This is Tamara feeling bad about not, or, or kind of about about Dewey and Colleen's fight, I guess, about, about reference sources. Like Dewey wants to go online, Colleen wants him to do reference books. So so, so Tamara kind of takes on Colleen's tutelage. I guess right? so. I, I actually was a little confused because I felt like there was a strip missing between the first and the second strip. I, I felt, feel like there was too, Tamara yeah. doing that. Yeah. Maybe there literally is a strip missing. It's always possible. <laughs> it could be. No, but, but like... Although there's six here, so no, we're not missing one. And then, and then Tamara basically realizes she has a lot to teach Colleen too, right? right. About dealing with kids, right? Which is a nice. That's a nice. I line. love. I love the uh, the reader's advisory moment on the top of forty five. It's short. She's short to match me. <laughs> that's, that's that's nice. You, that that's is Colleen out, in a nutshell. That's how you figure out what books kids are gonna love. Bottom page forty five. I, I feel there are people this way about comics. They don't get it. My son isn't quite ready for pic chapter books, but picture books are too easy for him. If only there was some kind of book that combined words and pictures to encourage a love of reading. See, I thought I thought about putting that into the graphic novel talk as soon as I read that one today. Oh yeah, absolutely. But but but, but I have to say that like I think the problem is is that when you tell people that in a talk about comics, like they think that's all that comics are, right? Do, do, do you know what I mean? Like 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 somehow that becomes the idea of comics. Like comics are this bridge to, to better reading, whereas it's not true, right? <sighs> comics are this their own complex thing. Well, I think the way you deal with that is you you. You show them. You show them. You, yeah. say, you say, this is not all the... Com comics are many things, and this is one of the things they are. Right. 47 is my next one. Okay. Oh, I guess I have something to say about 46, which is, this is just, this is just m me owning up to which the one? fact of homeschooling, the whole sequence, oh. which is that homeschoolers really are power users of the library. And, and my wife goes in and, and checks out, uh, not exaggerating, 50 books on a topic, and brings them all home, and brings them back the next week, and checks out 50 more. And, and the better ones like do what the library's intended to do. They go get, get lots of help in finding those books and resources. Yeah, and, and when stuff. we were in, now I can't remember where we were, in Illinois, I think, we actually met a homeschool librarian. She's a librarian whose whole job is working with homeschoolers. Hmm. And so she's there as a resource, and to create programs, and buy special uh, materials basically, for them. Basically, your people have become such a problem in the library. Yes, such, such we a made time, such a big fuss. Such a time suck. Yeah, that, we, we, uh, we succeeded. We won. You've got your own person. Well, in Illinois. And I came back and told my wife, she's like, I want a homeschool library. <laughs> you don't. 
I, I love on uh, 47 where Dewey is. Just I don't being... think you understand this thing about not disagreeing with each other when we're improvising. I don't understand. Uh -huh. That's not true. What page are we on? 47. Okay. Are you going back to 47? Okay. Now we are. back in time. Uh -oh. I remember when we were on page 47. <laughs> I like at the top that Dewey's just cheery one day and is just, he's doing it just to be unexpected. It's, he's got to change it up. And Colleen's while. take is maybe he's trying to poison me. And, 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 and it, it even goes down to uh, the Everything is Negotiable library tip, oh, right. the second strip, right? Yeah. If you smile. Uh, top of page 48, let's just admire that so lazy am I that rather than draw the high school, Mallville High, using, using the ability to draw that I had at this point, I went back like five years and picked up the Mallville High drawing from when we did the preacher sequence. Good God. When, when, the, when Dewey became, maybe even the first year when Dewey became a librarian. So that's just, that's the extent, like it would probably, it took me a lot more work to go find that art and copy it and bring it in here than it would have just to redraw it. So okay. That's me. Okay. I'm just owning it. All right. Bottom of 49. Okay. People don't like it when you write all the time. This is going back to what we were talking yeah. about earlier, right? Being right is wrong. I don't want to be right. Nah. I still want to be right. I like that. And we're going to end today on page 50. Are we? Yes. So this is a call out to a woman I used to work with. <laughs> okay. Elizabeth. It's a really funny sequence. Elizabeth, who, um, Elizabeth just, like, after she retired from being a librarian, she wanted to become a page. So that she, she just wanted to straighten shelves. She just wanted to come into the library every day and straighten the shelves. And I think we, I think at some point we had some sort of question time, which is like, what do you want to do when you retire? And Mel was just back at the library, but she, now she's alphabetizing and straightening right. shelves. Yes, yes. Yeah. Finally, the thing she really wants this to do. I want to say this. Elizabeth, if you're listening, now that you're retired, I know that you're not doing this. And I, I completely oh, understand. That's so sad. It's, no, it's good. Okay. It's, it's very good. But I think this is a funny sequence because this is Mel procrastinating. And she, she just, she, I, mean, I know we all do this in this our version of it, but it's fun to see Mel's version of it. Yeah. I would actually love to see everyone else's version of it, too. <clears throat> all right. Thank you for joining us. Thanks. We'll be back, you know, unless something terrible happens, in which case, this is it. This is our last words. Yeah, what are your final words, Gene? And unless, unless this didn't record, in which case we'll be recording this again in five <laughs> that, our, that our final words will be a primal scream. Maybe this is our second time through. You, you'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs>